What's going on, everyone? I'm Jalen. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Declassified Survival Guides, the podcast where we recap one of your favorite childhood shows and give you some tips for surviving adulthood. This week, we're talking about crushes and dances. What's going on, Tommy P? How did you feel about this week's episode? I felt pretty good about it. I think it had a slow start, like a dance, I would say. You know, mm-hmm. we were, boys and girls were on separate sides. No one knew where to make the move. And then by the dance time, I was kind of vibing with the things they set up in the first part. That being said, there was some problematic behavior in this episode. So much! So much. I had very, very many concerns about the the kids of this middle school this week. Yeah, and like the teachers were like MIA this entire episode. Did they go to class this week? Did they like sure Gordy was around, but like not exactly adult supervision. Gordy was around and like almost conveniently around. It was like whenever Mose needed Gordy, he was there. Gordy, are you cleaning? He's like a little Gordy concierge. Like, yeah, isn't there a bathroom that needs to be clean? Like, you mean to tell me nobody's thrown up? What what do those locker room showers look like? No, he doesn't need to clean the bathrooms because there's no Ned Cookie and Mose stuffing toilet paper into the bathroom. (laughs) But yeah, I, I felt like the episode overall, I enjoyed the journey isn't my favorite it's higher than some so far but i i do think it's hard because sometimes i feel like i like them because of our conversations like i liked detention episode right and i'm like yeah. i don't know if that's because we had a really good conversation <laughs> about uh, uh, backpack girl or was it a good episode yeah i think it was interesting though how this episode flowed more concisely than i think some of the previous ones or like some of the other ones feel like distinctly two separate episodes this was like oh we're gonna have this episode about crushes and then lead that into you know middle school dances yeah it's it's just like what i was talking about earlier that like amazing foreshadowing for a little middle school tommy was like (laughs) whoa you have two episodes that are actually gonna connect this time amazing how do they do that all right so let's make like a dance what's what's a good dance like the boot scoop boogie is that a dance (laughs) that is not a dance that i have ever done the 14 step, we learned that in gym class. I did not learn the 14 step. I uh, I learned a waltz. Uh, I can foxtrot. Uh, I can swing dance. Cotton Eye Joe. Electric slide. Learned all those. I can do electric slide and I can do the 14 step. We did it to a uh, good old Billy Ray Cyrus. The don't break my heart. My, my achy, achy, breaky, breaky heart. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, listen. Classic box. Once we can go to these clubs, one time I taught an entire bar at the 14th step. There was a bunch of drunk people that joined me. <laughs> now it's 14 stepping around the bar. I would like to learn the 14th step. Oh, it's happening. Before we can dance, though, we got to find dates for this dance. And, and that's really what this beginning episode is about. It's all mm-hmm. about people's crushes. We got Backpack Kid. He's crushing, obviously, on Claire Sawyer. How could you not? How could you not? She's a confident, powerful young woman. Yep. Ned comes in, tells us about crushes, and the huge crew is kind of crushing on Ned. We we saw a little bit of that, yeah. obviously, with the bathroom. Mm-hmm. At least they're direct. Right. But also, like, if he's not showing, he needs to tell them no, and maybe they'll back off. He never tells them no. Right. And, like, that's what I really respected about Claire in this opening scene is, you know, Backpack Kid is out here declaring his love for her, and she's like, no, and just keeps moving. She doesn't, like, feel guilty or bad. She's just like, nope, lives the rest of her life. Yeah, Claire Sawyer is all about honesty, all about directness, and a lot of these characters are not as much. Mm-hmm. Backpack Kid looked a little sad. <laughs> he was like a sad boy when he got it's rejected. It's okay, though. You know, sometimes you got to go through some middle school sadness. 
Yeah, and he does bounce back well, I will say, about Backpack Kid. Yes, this is true. And we get the three types of crushes people can have. We get She's So Out of Your League crush, which is <laughs> Cookie with his supermodel crush. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about her until the episode started. I was like, oh, yes, I remember this episode from being a kid. Martika. Martika. This is wild. This is like this episode. And I think maybe this is why we're like, not, I don't want to say we're iffy on it, but it's like, it really gets into the strangeness of Ned sometimes. Yes. Not to say crazy things haven't happened. Like, like Chopsaw getting his arm tangled up inside of a machine, but the wildness of like this whole supermodel plot is crazy. (laughs) It's a lot. So we get the way out of your league crush with cookie. We get the, someone likes you. But you don't like them with Moe's and Coconut Head, who's just, he's just like wandering like a zombie around with these flowers. Poor Coconut Head. He deserved better. He did. And you get the, you like them or you don't know if they like you. Yes. The uncertainty, the little back and forth. I feel like that's the one I dealt with most in middle school, high school. And I, being me, was just like, well, if I never asked, then I never have to be rejected. So I'm just going to live with just knowing I have a crush and just never knowing if they like me. Which one was Rebecca? In our relationship, I think it was like, it's different in adulthood, right? Because I think with us, we use a dating app. And I think that's like, at that point, you know that you both like each other. It makes it way more direct. Right. But you don't have to do the like asking. You're just like, oop, pressed a button. And if they don't like me, they don't like me. Yeah, you can send it out and not have to worry about the rejection because you get a million rejections and it's all digitally. Exactly. In high school, my first girlfriend, I did the whole, we were like talking for a while, we were friends, and I did the whole like, well, like, I may like someone and their name may start with the letter A. (laughs) And then they were like, well, I may like someone and their name may start with the letter T. (laughs) that's how i found out when i finally got a girlfriend uh i i never encountered anything like that in particular i feel like i have the whole range i my like mm, see i'm really like spilling tea on here so my out of your league crush was john cabalas oh he was on the basketball team but he's a very attractive man but like never did anything about that in particular but i was just like yes this this is it in my head we were a thing and then i had like one of my crushes we just couldn't sync the timing of our crush like i had a crush on him in middle school but he didn't like me back and then slash had a girlfriend and then in high school he had a crush on me and i was like oh buddy no the ship has sailed several years ago it was the the time he never syncs up i feel like that's a big thing especially in middle school high school but in life like everyone i think has that like the maybe it could have worked out but the timing you know i was fishing when you were swimming (laughs) is that what they call it now (laughs) I think so. <laughs> but I will say the type that we don't see in this is the person that like has the question and never talks about it. Like, I feel like that's what, what you and me are saying is like, we just, we knew it was out there, but we didn't want to risk the, the disappointment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we see this Ned and Cookie talk about the fact that Ned has Susie. We've seen hints of this. This is the first time it's like straight out. Like, yes, I like Susie. But he's so extra about it. Like, he could be casual and low-key about his Susie crush. But Ned, honey, boundaries. We are struggling with boundaries. And the thing is, this all could have been solved in the first five minutes. I think if he would have just been direct from the beginning, he probably would have been with Susie. I, I assume she would have said yes. That's what the episode makes us think. Right. 
But instead, he's like, let me try and just be in her presence. Let me follow her around school. Let me just show up where she's at. So creepy. If she didn't, even if she liked you before, if she found out like, hey, I'm following you. Like, that is not the way to get the girl, Ned. Yeah, she seems way more cool with the fact he was following her. Plays it off as like a joke. I don't know if she put it together. She may not have like figured out that he was like sprinting across the school. This is true. But he was a little sweaty and out of breath and just everywhere she wanted to be. I will say, how fast was he running? Is he a slow runner? Because if he's running and he's just getting there like five seconds before her while she's walking, what is Ned doing? This is true. Also, how big is this school? Like... We only ever see this like T-shaped hallway, but there's definitely, it's made to believe that like, oh, certain parts of the school are like significantly farther away from the front door. Well, it's as big as the universe because remember Cookie has the locker all the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. At the ends of the earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Ned and Cookie are talking about, well, you need like some sort of social event where it makes sense for you to interact with Susie and, and tell her your feelings. Luckily, of course, Mr. Monroe is throwing a school dance. How kind of him. We love that for Mr. Monroe. <laughs> what a coincidence. And Mr. Monroe is excited because he is going to get an actual wolf from the zoo to come to the event. Would that get you more or less likely to show up to a dance? Okay, so a wolf, less likely. But my high school mascot, we were not the wolves. So my middle school, we were the panthers, which I really feel like I would have been hype about a panther. And then in high school, we were the tigers, which I definitely would have been hype about a tiger. Oh, yeah, a tiger would be cool. In a cage, hopefully, not on a leash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you have ever had a reason to visit LSU, but they have... Like, their mascot is an actual tiger in a, like, tiger enclosure. And so, like, across the street from the football stadium, they've got this whole tiger habitat. And you can go, like, see Mike the Tiger. I like that. It's really cool. But when I went, it was sad because Mike the Tiger, he had cancer. And so he wasn't out. And he was getting chemotherapy. And all these little kids had made little get well soon cards and taped them to the tiger enclosure. How's Mike doing? He died. He died. He did pass away from the tiger cancer and they had a lovely funeral for him. And now his successor, Mike the Eighth, is alive and well. We support Mike the Eighth, though. Mike the Eighth is great. What was your school mascot? Could they have brought it in live form? Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my high school mascot was a Thunderbird. Okay. Because the idea, so there was two schools that combined into one school when I finally moved there. And so the one mascot was the Eagles and the other one was, I believe the Indians, which is probably pretty frowned upon, but <laughs> yeah. So they were like, okay, how can we combine these two? And they're like, all right, we'll take like the mythology and the bird and we'll make it a Thunderbird. Choices were made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to say it wasn't problematic. <laughs> And then my college mascot was the Blue Devil. And yeah, so <laughs> don't think you could bring either of those. Yeah. <laughs> I like Yale's mascot. It's like I worked at Yale for a little bit and they had a bulldog. A bulldog is their yes, mascot. Yes, they are bulldogs. Yes. And that's that you could bring on the campus. People would love that. Yeah. USC has multiple mascots. So there's the official mascot is actually Traveler the Horse. 
but most people don't know that because most of the merch says Trojans, which is actually like from a quote from a track meet in the 1920s where like we lost, but we fought on like Trojans. And then there was a third unofficial mascot called George Tirebiter, who was this like little dog. And they called him Tirebiter because he, when you could like drive across campus, he would like run up and down the streets chasing the cars and he liked to bite the tires. But then we had to stop having tire biters. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a cute little statue on the way to the stadium of George Tirebiter. We love you, George Tirebiter. <laughs> oh man, your school with their mascots. But I think my all-time favorite though is uh, Rhode Island School of Design. Their mascot is Scrody. Okay. It's a scrotum. That is oh. their mascot. <laughs> All right, I thought I was like, okay, it's going to be like a name for... Nope, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And they've got like a... There's no sports there because it's an art school, but there is like a mascot costume where someone is... I mean, they've they've got the shafts too. It's not just the scrotum, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, you know, bounce around. Hang out, give high fives in the the quad. Yeah. I'm assuming that Scrody didn't like ever get cancer or or bite tires or anything. Fortunately, no testicular cancer for Scrody the Scrotum, Phew. alive and well. Phew, I was so worried. <laughs> well, <laughs> other than mascots, we just we get Ned who's basically like, listen, I'm not going to ask Susie unless I know for a fact that she likes me. And I get that. That's kind of how I was too. If I knew, I'll do it. But if I didn't know, I'm, I'm not going to put myself out there. Makes sense, you know? Well, Cookie's like, listen, I'm just going to take emotions out of love. I don't need those, <laughs> those emotions. <laughs> Cookie had dating apps before they were dating apps. He was ahead of his time. Yeah, Cookie invented dating apps. I'm assuming he works at Tinder now or like Bumble, maybe. Gotta be. Has to. Maybe Hinge, something. Plenty of Fish, isn't that a dating app too? Mm-hmm. Farmersonly.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see him working there. But he gets matched with Lisa Zemo. Who is a sweet girl. We've already seen better. the chemistry. So She deserves so much better. She is a bold woman. She was honest and upfront about her feelings for Cookie. Yeah, Cookie is, is really, I said this in the first episode, Cookie is trash to Lisa. He treats her badly until she goes through a change. And then he gets feelings and it's like, no, Lisa was great the whole time. The whole time. And she cared about you and liked you, even though you were out here being raggedy, trying to you know do butt bounces on the bus and all sorts of other shenanigans yeah and cookie basically like pushes it off like oh the system must be flawed is his theory like cookie you might be shooting a little too high and not that like i think lisa is the perfect person for him but he's like no i have to go with this model she's so much older that that relationship is not gonna work cookie right like that's predatory cookie that's inappropriate yeah uh we get ned creeping on Susie. also inappropriate And Moe's is just like, Moe's really isn't doing much this episode. She's hiding in trash cans, which is funny. But so much, so much. Like, you're so conflict avoidant, Moe's, that you need to hide in trash. Moe's is also like, I know we usually pump Moe's up too. And this is the episode that I'll say, at least in this first part, Moe's, you are doing this wrong. All three of the main characters are doing this wrong. Literally trash. Literally trash. Why does Moe's keep getting in the trash head first? Like, if you're going to hide in trash, at least, like, go feet first. And also hide. There was a couple times where she jumped in while Coconut Head is in the room. He knows you're you're running away from him. It's very clear when Gordy shows up and you jump head first into his trash can. 
that you were avoiding Coconut Head. Like, that's worse than a no. Yeah, because at this point, but Coconut Head just wants to be like, hey, sorry, I was bothering you. Coconut Head might be wanting to apologize. Instead, you're not even getting him a chance to defend himself. <laughs> right. Like, wow, you hate me so much. You would dive headfirst in the trash rather than speak to me. Yeah, then she makes, like, a trash can robot costume where it has, like, feet holes and she can, like, wander <laughs> around the school in it. At least that's a little more functional. Yeah, and we get some tips from Ned. He says, you can go with the direct approach. So he, like, knows the direct approach is a thing and yet doesn't do it. Just decides not to. Yeah, and this is where we see Claire denying Backpack Kid and him being sad. And, yeah, I think this is the right move. Claire is direct, not mean. She doesn't ever, like, be mean to Backpack Kid. She's just like, listen, I'm not interested. Yeah, and they just keep living their lives. Claire Sawyer, she is a saint. And... There was something on the board during this scene that I wish I knew more about. There is like a, a, a science equation and then there's like Devin plus Kim with a heart. We do know the main character's name is Devin. Ned, was there some like side romance going on? Yeah. I was very curious about this. So we will dive into that at some point. We may need to we'll investigate out. who is Kim. Yeah. Whenever we get Devin on the podcast, that will be the first question. <laughs> Hey, remember that episode in uh, season one? <laughs> episode five. Tell us more. Who is Kim? <laughs> other than that, there's the other approach, which is the indirect approach. So Ned takes this approach, which is to get someone to notice you. So like we said, he's just running around the school, showing up every time Susie leaves a classroom and says hi to her. Which, not good for noticing. How did you get people to notice you? I feel like... Again, my school is very tiny, so... <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to hide. It was a large school, just not a lot of kids in the school. <laughs> but I feel like for me, I use humor. You know, I still do in my life. So I feel like that's how people knew who I was. Now, the problem with humor sometimes is people don't see you as a romantic option mm. because you are the 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 funny boy, the, the sidekick, the best friend, usually not the Fabio type with your long hair. Yeah. I think the move is to walk with them, maybe, but not to appear randomly throughout the hallway. Right. Like, if you already have class, like, over where their class is, to be like, oh, hey, Tommy, what's going on? Yeah, and you walk to your lockers together, you sit and talk. Like, I feel like I would do that if there was someone I was interested in. I would just spend more time talking to them between classes, but I would actually be talking to them. Right. This is just like, hey. It's weird. Yeah, I think he says something at one point early on, and it's like, fumble, but he just, like, it's gibberish. Right. He puts his thing down, flips it, and reverses. Ugh. Ned, Ned, Ned. We get back to Cookie. Cookie's putting more into his digital matching game. He's like, listen, like, Lisa wasn't it, but, like, we can figure this out. And he gets matched with your favorite, Nurse Hunsucker. <laughs> Again, problematic. <laughs> another inappropriate relationship for cookie why is cookie even putting teachers in this program well who all is in the program like what is this database it's pulling from is my question yeah is it like just the world wide web in general because yeah cookie definitely would i would hope not put teachers in there and i would hope not put animals in his database and yet he get he gets matched with both I don't understand. I don't. Problematic. Uh, Moe's wants Seth to ask her out. That's why she's been avoiding Coconut Head. 
again, if she was just direct and asked Seth out herself, this is, uh, you know, this is the 2000s. Mose, you can ask out Seth. It's okay. Also, why are you trying to ask out Seth after he, like, flaked on you on that group project? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we see what happens when you date Seth later on. It's not a great dating experience. Right. He's real self-absorbed. Yeah, and more Gordy being her taxi service. That's really Gordy's purpose right now, is just helping out these children. Just these three children. <laughs> That's why he's just Gordy the concierge. He's just like, whatever you need, I will provide to you. Yes, exactly. And we get Ned skipping class to help Susie make decorations for the dance. And we get a little montage here. Ned is very distracted. Incredibly distracted. He spills juice on her. Which, like, I would be mortified if I were either one of them. Yes. I would also be mortified if I am Susie and I continue to wear this outfit and never change. She gets this juice spilled on her. Ned then shoots glue at her. Somehow feathers fall from the sky and now she looks like a chicken. And then Ned forgets that he was holding the ladder for Susie and she is hanging a poster. I don't even know what she's dangling on at that point after he takes the ladder away, but she falls and injures herself. And that just never, like, appropriately apologizes for all of these terrible things that he causes to happen to her. No. He's in a worse spot at the end than he is at the beginning of this episode. At this point, I don't see how Susie says yes to you if she was going to say yes to you at all. Right. No, you, like, at this point have insulted me. You spilled juice on me. You put glue on me. You let me fall. Fuck you. Of course, he doesn't do any of the things we suggest. He gets Claire Sawyer involved, which is not a bad move because we see that Claire is direct. That being said, this is such a passive move. The note. Did you ever do the note? I don't think I like passed any notes. I think if anything, I maybe like had a friend go talk to that boy to be like, oh, do you like my friend? But not not a note and definitely not this uh, 700 page contract they got going. Love Claire Sawyer, but was she trying to help Ned or sabotage him? Because that is a large note. I mean, she said very upfront, like, I don't recommend doing this. And then he did this whole, just do what I pay you for. And she's like, you don't pay me for anything. Yeah, Ned trying to flex on her when he has nothing to stand on. She's like, I do this because I enjoy lawyering, period. Then we get problematic behavior from Gordy. Their plan with this note is not to like leave it on her desk or something. They are going to break into Susie's locker. So inappropriate. So like we're crossing boundaries here. And also with a stethoscope. <laughs> right. And that even points out, he's like, don't you have a key to all the lockers? Gordy wanted to have fun. So they, they stuffed the note in there and they run away. And now Susie is already damaged. And this note is so big, it shoots out of the locker and hits her, knocking her over. It's like, it, she can't get a break in this episode. She can't get a break. I don't even think she should go to the dance. At this point, she's probably got a concussion. Right, stay home, get some rest. Yep, she should not be dancing with anyone. Especially, you know, spoilers for the dance part, with Gordy flying around. I wouldn't be surprised if he would have landed her on her at one point. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's a mess. It was a danger to herself and others. Yes. And then this kind of gets us to, to the end of Crushes, where we see Moe's still in the garbage cans. She gets Ned now to talk to Coconut Head. He does. He's like, hey, listen, Coconut Head, I, I just don't think Moe's is interested. And he's like, oh, okay. I wasn't asking for me. I was asking for Seth the whole time. Seth was trying to ask her out. And if she just would have talked to Coconut Head, she would have seen that. 
I think she deserved the L that she had to take, though these these flowers were looking real rough by the end of that. Those were some sad flowers. Do you think Coconut Head added that touch? Do you think that was a Coconut Head touch, or do you think that's a Seth touch? Oh, I think that's a Coconut Head touch. Seth doesn't try that hard. He's not that considerate. Yeah, I think Coconut Head was trying to be a true buddy to Seth here and be like, listen, I'm going to set you up for success. I will get these flowers. This is this is for me because I want to see this happen. I want to see you guys. They Coconut Head, the true MVP. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I uh, just like think it's weird overall for Seth to be like, hey, go ask her for me. Like, why would you send somebody else to ask you like on your behalf? Because even if it's a yes, like I would want to see that person's reaction. Yes. If we're going to condemn Ned, Moses, and Cookie's behavior, we also have to condemn Seth's behavior because, Seth, you also should have just been direct. Yes. He gets lucky because he ends up accidentally asking Susie. Yeah, which he, like, also seems a little awkward about. Like, you can kind of see in his face where he was like, ah, that's not what I was hoping to do, but I don't want to correct you now. Which is not great. You shouldn't go on a date with someone because you accidentally went on a date with someone. Like, treat this girl with respect. Treat this other person with respect. Own up to your mistake. But at the same time, maybe he'll find out he liked her all along. And he, you know, I, I can see arguments for both sides. Mm-mm. All you had to do, Seth, is be like, oh, my bad. No, I was talking to, to Mose. But then Susie would be mortified. Be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were talking to me. And she's already covered in feathers. Did you, did you hear her? She was like, listen, I didn't think anyone was going to ask me now that I'm all injured and stuff. But you just said maybe no one should. Maybe she needs to stay home. <laughs> she should. You're right. You're right. I agree. She's still going to be mortified, but <laughs> she should just stay home. She should not be asked to this dance. Yes. And she throws her smoothie at Moe's inside of the trash can. Not knowing it's Moe's, but once again, Susie just looking for any chance to uh, to be mean to to Moe's. I mean, this is a sign for Moe's. Like, maybe get a hiding spot that's not trash. Yes. And once again, she wears it just like Susie, who never changes her clothes. Moe's is covered in this smoothie type thing for the little bit of the end of the episode. I mean, I, what was she going to change into, though? She could at least go into the bathroom and throw some water on there. Get it off her true. face. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and Cookie tries one more time, and his final match with this program is a Siberian Husky. Loyal, loving, caring. I'm seeing no issues, Cook. Honestly, it's not a bad option. I agree with you. Siberian Husky will put up with his shenanigans, or he could have just stuck with the first person he was given and get to know Lisa. Right. She is age-appropriate. She is species appropriate. She goes to his school. See no issues. Yeah. And that wraps up crushes for us. Do you have a crush tip? I do. So obviously in real life, you also still have crushes. It's not just a middle school thing. People in in adulthood also have crushes and try to date and do things like that. My advice and tip to those out there who have crushes is A, be direct. Tell your crush how you feel but do it in an appropriate manner as well. Remember that it takes two to tango. Just because you are crushing on someone doesn't mean they have to like you back. And so when you get that response, be like Backpack Kid and take that L and walk off. Accept your fate and not try to keep pressuring said crush to like you back. Don't be a creep. Creeps (laughs) never prosper. Hashtag don't be creep. 
<laughs> Tommy and I have been watching a lot of the circle <laughs> this week and using unnecessary hashtags. Yeah, we've been messaging each other with voice memos <laughs> being like, circle, message Jalen. <laughs> I like Ned this week, but hashtag Ned is a creep. Hashtag cookie be nice to Lisa. Hashtag trash mo's. <laughs> Send message. <laughs> now, let's go to a dance. Hey, did you go to very many dances in school? We had a lot of dances. I feel like we had the homecoming dance. We had like a spring dance, even if it wasn't prom, like even in middle school, we had like multiple, Ooh. like a winter, winter ball. I feel like that was a dance. We had many a dances, but ours was a little different. We had like stations set up, like the refreshments, like we see there's a part where they have like, oh, you can grab drinks and bring them to the floor. Not in this school. You went to the cafeteria. You had to drink your refreshments over there. You were not bringing those onto the dance floor. I don't think we had refreshments. Like if you were hot you was just gonna be hot and thirsty there were no snacks at this dance oh we had refreshments but you you bet your bottom dollar you had to pay for those refreshments at my <laughs> oh you've worked up a sweat would you like some gatorade that'll be a dollar of course my school is looking for any reason to take more money <laughs> we did not have frequent dances i feel like middle school we had maybe like one a semester and then high school it was really just like homecoming and prom like we didn't have a ton of dances a lot of rallies we had lots of rallies but not a lot of dances yeah we had less rallies but those were always like they're fine you know you just get the sports team to come out there they tell you who's on the sports team you're like well i already knew this and they're like hey come watch us do something and you're like okay but the dances that's where it was popping Mm, see ours was the opposite yeah we had djs show up with like lights we, we had, like, so our dances were just, like, in our lunchroom, with the exception of, of prom, which, as you know, was, was on a yacht. Oh, yes, your yacht, <laughs> yachty prom. Hey. <laughs> dances were awkward. Oh, yeah. Middle school dances never prosper. Like, you know it's going to be an awkward time. The best dances I had was when I went with my group of friends, and we were, like, we were super big into dances where you tried to imitate something, so it's, like, the grocery cart. You knew you were pulling that out. <laughs> We would get a group of like 10 of us and we would do elaborate ones. We did curling once where you pretend that you are a full curling team. <laughs> Baseball, I think, happened once. <laughs> we were just miming. Now that I realize we were just like trying to be <laughs> professional mimes. We we did not do that. We we were dancing inappropriately to to get low and Sierra, one two step, that was that was the jam for middle school. Yeah, no, I was too busy with my groups. But the times I did try to dance with girls, I will say, I feel like middle school Tommy was very caught up in dances where it's like he thought he had to dance with a girl at certain points. Like it was like, I feel like I got very romantic around dance time in the same way they did with the crushes thing where it's like I would like dance with a girl and like I feel like she would get interested. But then the next day I'd be like, oh, wait, I don't actually <laughs> want a girlfriend. It was just the dance. I got carried away with the dance. It was like dance goggles. It was like, oh, this sounds so nice. And then in the morning, you're like, oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> it was just the heat of the moment. We see this dance is very intense early on. They have a red carpet leading into the Yeah. Dance. Honestly, the outside of the dance was more popping than the inside of the dance. Yes, I agree. They spent all their budget on the entrance. They couldn't afford anything for the actual <laughs> dance floor. Yeah. And then Raggedy Seth doesn't even dress up for the dance. Yes. Oh, Seth. We, yeah, we get, first we get Backpack Kid looking great. 
he's wearing a nice polo and and the first tip is dress to be comfortable dress for a dance you're going to be dancing you're going to be boogieing make sure that your clothes is comfy so you can break it down it's very important don't want to split your pants or anything like that yep and then it says careful not to be overdressed don't be a cookie wearing a tuxedo to a middle school dance this is also important and the final tip is make sure you you show up with your date and this is where seth left Susie in the parking lot didn't even wait for her and walked right into this dance trifling trifling but we already knew that about seth yep and Susie instantly breaks up with him which happens so much in this episode i understand why Susie was breaking up with seth but man i don't know why ned is after Susie. it's literally like anything can set her off and she was like okay i'm breaking up with you now okay but 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 Let's notice how she sets these like very hard boundaries with Seth where she's like, uh, you did not do this one thing that I dislike. It's over. Meanwhile, Ned has poured juice on her, got glue, injured her multiple times. And she's like, oh, this is fine. Maybe that should be Ned's sign that she likes Ned. He's gotten a lot of passes. Yeah. I mean, we see at one point Seth gets broken up with because he didn't know that she didn't like vanilla ice cream right which like who hates vanilla that much vanilla is always like it's never the most hated it's a it's a fine ice cream i mean there's gonna be someone out there now that's gonna be like no i hate vanilla with passion but really it's it's always just a i guess i'll take vanilla if it's there right like if i have no other option vanilla i like i like vanilla over chocolate actually same, but I, I need a little razzle-dazzle with my vanilla. Like, I can do, like, vanilla with, like, hot fudge. Chef's kiss. What about vanilla with some jimmies? Um, I don't call them jimmies, and absolutely not. I'm trying to bring back jimmies. That's my new, <laughs> my new mission. Call Sprinkles like, jimmies. No, do not call them jimmies. And they're Circle. gross. <laughs> Circle. Hashtag... Jimmy's for life. Send. <laughs> Circle. Message Tommy. Stop trying to make Jimmy's a thing. Hashtag Team Sprinkles. Send message. You can join the war. Sprinkles versus Jimmy. It'll be <laughs> our next uh, poll on, on the Twitter. Yes. Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. So we see Ned has a chance because now Susie has broken up with Seth. But this whole, you know, and I'm going to yada yada a lot of this. It's just Ned keep trying. By the time he gets there, Seth's already back with Susie. Cookie's waiting for Matika to show up. So, yeah, we get the coming of that small sentence from the first episode where he now has a mission. He's going to hack into her GPS and get her limo to drive to the middle school. Again, boundaries for our main characters. Where are the boundaries? Also, if I am the driver of Matika and my GPS just randomly switches to a new location, I don't know if I'm following it without other questions. Right. Like, you didn't have a general idea of where this photo shoot was going to be in. Like, surely this middle school must be in a different city. It's not that close. I mean, I don't think they're in a very popular, populated city that she just happens to be right like this is in la where she was like on her way to a shoot and maybe the shoot could have been out of middle school but no mm -mm. and we get gordy is going to chase down this weasel that is his mission in the dances to get the weasel 
I mean, Gordy's mission is always to get the weasel when he's not being a concierge. Yep. And this is where Mose makes up for her first episode because Mose is giving the best advice. She literally, in the first five minutes, tells each of them what is problematic about what they're doing and tells them to just enjoy the dance. Yep. She's in the right, and no one listens to her, which is classic Mose. No one treats Mose with the respect that she deserves. But that's probably karma because Mose was not being respectful of Coconut Head. Nope. I agree. We get... DJ Monroe, also known as Monroe Obot. Hey. Is it supposed to be a play on like O'Clock? I have no idea. I have no idea, but shout out to my two favorite DJs, one being DJ Shay. Uh, one of his DJ monikers is DJ Shea Butter. Let these beats sink in. Oh, I like that. And then we also had a DJ Chris. He had a lot of fun ones. DJ Chris Kringle, dropping beats down your chimney. DJ Crystal Light, all of the fire, none of the calories. What would my DJ name be? I see I want to go with Tom Bomb again. Tommy Bomb. <laughs> DJ Tommy, he's going to drop that bomby on this dance, <laughs> but like not in a violent way, like a nice confetti bomb. Uh, let's see. You, you could be you could be DJ DJ Tommy Bahama. And I just play beach music and I wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, that works. We do like the the limo, the limo, the, the limbo competition. Mm-hmm. You can have a little steel drum action. I see, I see it. it. <laughs> yes. And I feel like I could have got this dance way more active early on because the, the boys and girls, they go to opposite sides. Like I said before, that is a thing. I, I understand. That was not a thing at our dances. We, we did not have boys' sides and girls' sides. Yeah, we did it first. I mean, it broke up very quickly, but it definitely was like, I think my school was very traditional where it was like, yeah, boys are usually friends with boys. Some some boys are friends with girls, right? But it's like, it was very much, like, especially in middle school, you just stick with your, with your little groups. There's just like a lot of little pods and then there would always be like a big dance circle. Mm. They'd be like, go Tommy, go Tommy, go Tommy. Yeah. I never wanted to get in those. You never were the middle, the middle circle? Mm -mm. I was not a dance circle girl. Now would you be? No. Okay. So I'm really good at choreography, like amazing at choreography. If you give me a combo, I'm fucking it up. You want me to freestyle? Absolutely not. Oh, I am a dance circle king out in the clubs. <laughs> like I challenge random strangers. It's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of feet movement. Like my top maybe like stationary, but my feet are like the Irish, like, you know, like uh what's that? The stomp crew that's just like doing a little jig. Yeah, those feet are, are cruising. One of my friends once was so drunk though that she barrel rolled across the dance floor and I was like, No. This floor is so gross. <laughs> no. But she did it with confidence, and she won that dance battle against the other stranger. Hey, sometimes that's all you need. Yes. We get, you know who else would probably be the star of a dance circle? Backpack Kid, because he is breaking that ice. Yes. he. I really respect Backpack Kid for putting himself out there, getting yep. the, the party going. He's got the disco ball and the lights in his backpack. And he's bouncing back. He's not letting the fact that Claire rejected him upset his time at the dance unlike the person we're supposed to be following ned exactly constantly in this episode ned is going after seth seth changed his outfit into his black warm-ups so now Susie takes him back a little more formal yeah then they break up multiple i have like three or four times he didn't get her lemonade or no he didn't get the the ice cream then he got her lemonade then he did something else it's, it's a whole mess 
problematic relationship and you haven't even been like a full day right. yet. It's toxic from the start. Just end it. Just end it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of toxic, Gordy climbs a rope. He's towering over these children from the top of this rope looking at for the weasel. He finds the weasel eating cake, destroys all their refreshments by jumping into it. Which, classic Gordy. Classic Gordy. Classic Gordy, but like, why are these chaperones not stopping him? Because the adults in the show are irresponsible. You're right, you're right. When have they ever done anything good? I feel like Chopsaw gives sometimes good advice to Moe's. Yeah, but like if the helpful, responsible adult is the same one that has had his like arm mangled and his hand cut off, he's supposed to be the, the woodshop teacher? Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. And this this episode has tons of that. We see Cookie breaking into the GPS. He sends Matika to the, the middle school, so that's happening. As that's happening, Ned is still waiting. Moe's basically calls Ned out, like, listen, you haven't danced once. Just come dance with us. Don't worry about Susie. Don't let this ruin your night. And Ned has his three-point plan. He also gives us some tips. He says, if you were trying to cross the dance floor, you need to dance your way across. That's how you're going to get across. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was ever necessary. I just went around the dance floor if I needed to. I, like, middle school and high school dances did not need to dance my way across. But, like, at clubs, definitely you do a little, you know, you got to, like, create your own path, scoot people out the way, but to the beat. Oh, right elbow, left elbow, hoop, right elbow, left elbow, hoop, push forward, push forward. You know? Right, right. Yeah, you dance through. We get stay away from strict chaperones. And we also get the advice of break ice with someone by giving them a drink. Did you have strict chaperones? We did. But I think they also were strict chaperones that didn't want to do their job. So they weren't looking for you. But if it was like in their face, yes, they're going to yell at you. But they weren't like like walking around with a flashlight through like the big mob in the middle. If you went in the outer groups, they I feel like they were like lions searching for like the easy prey on the outside just so it looks like they're doing their job but they weren't going to like go in the middle of the dance mm-hmm. just to interrupt people yeah we we were supposed to leave room for jesus yeah we saw that a little bit mm-hmm. with uh with uh dirk she's like she's like six feet apart did she say six feet or six inches or whatever something she she made him spread you know she may have been on to something with with covid maybe she was she was ahead of her time yeah we see the huge crew Grab the drink that Ned was going to give Susie. And did you know the huge crew also loves lemonade? Who doesn't love lemonade? I was going to say, like, I don't think that's a pretty, like, weird drink to like. I feel like it's the vanilla ice cream of, of beverages. Yes. And these people, the huge crew mosh Ned. They beat him up. And they we get this, like, weird camera where it's, like, like a full <laughs> wide lens mosh pit of Ned. <laughs> After this, we see Cookie uses the program again just to try it. He's like, listen, I got to get something else. He gets the Siberian Husky again. Dogs are loyal, man. Dogs are loyal. Speaking of loyalty, Lisa asks Cookie to dance. He says, isn't it obvious I am with someone? You ain't with nobody. Cookie, you are trifling. And Lisa, still not giving up, says, "Can can I dance around you? I felt so bad for poor Lisa. She's just trying to shoot her shot. And she's a beautiful girl. And he is just dogging her left and right. Yeah, poor Lisa. And she's dancing. She's having a great time, though. 
But don't worry, the party's about to start because the wolf is showing up. Hey, time for the wolf. Or is it? Yep, it's not a wolf. The zoo said that the wolf got sick, got the sniffles or something. So instead, they brought the cousin to the wolf, which is a Siberian husky. Hey, at least the wolf didn't have cancer. That's true. Otherwise, that school would have canceled the dance. Everyone would have started making little cards to the wolf. (laughs) Yeah, I think a Siberian husky is overall more dance-friendly of an animal. Yes, I think Siberian husky was the right move. We're the coincidental that it is the same animal. (laughs) Listen, Cookie had the right technology. He predicted the future, essentially. Mm -hmm. And Moe's probably gives the best advice to Ned. He gives him a tip and says, hey, I wrote this tip for your guide. And it is, don't waste your night on one girl. Go dance, relax, have fun. He crumples it up and throws it out. Which, like, dude, like, dances cost money. You wasted your money. Yeah. It does cost money. I forgot about that. And Ned is wasting it by just watching his friends dance and have a good time. Cookie is also wasting it. I mean, I guess he gets a five-second dance with Matika because Matika just shows up. And, like, man... I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but like you were convinced by a little boy that this is the photo shoot and you are being told to just dance with this little boy and there are cameras everywhere. Maybe, maybe when I did the Iggy Azalea shoot, we were at a high school. But you would talk to an adult about it first, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, I mean, there were adults there, but I I see the vision. Maybe it could have been a some sort of weird middle school photo shoot but she quickly got over that yeah we'll give her the benefit of the doubt they start dancing so now cookie did get his dance and i love coconut head like calling it out like like it's so like tv trope where it's like look that's super that's international supermodel (laughs) martika martika so funny everyone's jealous but it doesn't last long because you know who's really jealous the siberian husky Mm-hmm. You don't cross a husky. Yep, and that husky takes out Martika. She's gone. She leaves, says it's the worst shoot, and now Cookie is left alone and sad. He chases after them. Which he shouldn't have done. He had a great girl right in front of him the whole time. But, I, you know, I will say, Lisa seemed to have fun, so at the end of the day, at least she's not hurt from this experience. I think she walked away taking it positively. I agree. She, she's she got a good head on her shoulders. We got a few songs left. Moe's calls Ned and Cookie out again. That's really Moe's job this whole episode. I will say, to counter Moe's a little bit, Moe's needs to stop worrying about her friends and enjoy the dance as well because she's cutting into her dance time by constantly checking in on her friends. But I think she's being a good friend. You know, she's trying to follow up with her people. I think so too, but at a certain point, you have to let those baby birds fall out of the, the nest. Like at a certain point, if they're going to be make mistake after mistake, you have to let them fall so they can learn from their mistakes. You're right. You're right. Gordy is on the basketball hoop now. He's just sitting up there, which again would be terrifying. Really sort of ominous and weird. He's covered in cake, covered in bruises. And now he's just sitting on this basketball hoop, just surveying the place. He sees the weasel, but then he also sees how sad Ned is. And he decides to knock Seth's ball out of Seth's hands, grab it, and then throw it down the hall so that instead of catching the weasel like he wants, he's helping his good buddy Ned get a chance to dance with Susie. Okay, Gordy. But also, be a responsible adult. 
And he, Gordy does not also get cleaned up. No one at this school seems to care about cleaning themselves off. Yeah, Gordy is covered in cake. Again, like, now there's probably cake all over the dance floor. People are going to slip on that. This is a... Safety hazard. Safety hazard. And Susie is so upset with Seth, which, like, this should be her breaking point, but there should have been many breaking points. But she is like, hey, we're done. And he's like, see ya, I'm going to go chase this basketball. Rude. Rude. And Ned, Ned asks Susie to dance. His line is, hey, can we dance? We're, we're all dancing. Well, yes, Ned, this is a dance. Everyone is dancing. <laughs> Correct. Thank you for that astute observation. Yeah, and she does dance with Ned. And I will say, he he's like comes to the tip that Moe's gave him, but it's like he came to it even though he still got what he wanted. He still got to dance with Susie, and he's like, yeah, you know what? The whole time I should have just been dancing and like have fun, like have very low expectations and just go out there and enjoy the ride that that dance is going to give you. I'm like, Ned, why do you believe this now? Because technically you got what you wanted by not following Right. The, the real tip was to, to do have the fun with your friends the whole time not to just at the very end be like oh okay i guess i will do this now that i've gotten my dance yeah and we see gordy he's cheering with the weasel at this point he's given up chasing the weasel he's at least for now he's going to enjoy the dance a little bit backpack kid he's handing out hot dogs which how is he allowed to bring hot dogs into this place what all is in that backpack first of all so many secrets so much mystery charging a dollar for his refreshments you know i think he's too nice i think he's doing this out of the kindness of his heart maybe maybe or it's a hustle who knows he got everybody dancing so that they could work up an appetite it was all a scheme then he could sell his hot dogs yep and we see we end the episode with cookie dancing with the husky they are french kissing and that's what we end on (laughs) Do you got any dance tips for us, Jalen? I do. So, you know, we don't necessarily go to many dances as grown-ups, but when you do eventually safely go to the club, once you are vaccinated and have waited the two-week period after, um, make sure that you are keeping an eye on your friends when you're in these big spaces and being able to, if you're going to do the big, you know, friendship group circle, part of your role is to scout and protect one of my friends did not know this when we went to South Africa. So we went to the club in a big group and all of the women were like, okay, we are going to circle up to protect each other. And I'm like elbowing men, I'm pushing them away, but I'm making it look like I'm raising the roof when really I'm just like smacking dudes in the face to get them away from my friends. Well, my other friend, Dimitri was like, oh no, this strange man in a strange country would like to rub his penis on you. Let me step aside so that he can dance with you. And we're like, no, that's not what we're here for. And he's like, but I thought we were here to dance. We're like, yes, we're here to dance with each other and dance with other people when we approve. So always be on the lookout for your friends. You gotta, you gotta move, groove, but sometimes you also gotta stick and move. I was gonna say, you gotta get that signal. You gotta get like the check of like, yes, I, I approve of this person, bring them into the inner circle. Mm-hmm. I was definitely a big protector in college of my friends when we would go out dancing. Like I would say I identify with like a mama bear where it's like, listen, I'm friendly to my cubs, to those I care about. But if you're going to come for my cubs and you're going to try to grind on them and they do not want it and it is not consensual, the claws are coming out. Mama bear Tommy is coming and he is going to get aggressive towards you and be like, get out of here, foolish man. As he should. 
Well, that was the dance. We got another episode coming next week. I'm pumped. So, as always, we're going to thank our friends. Mr. Jason Chadwick, thank you for the amazing logo that you see every week when you play it on your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify. Thank you, Mr. Aaron Robertson, for giving us those sweet, sweet beats that we listen to before we then hear Jalen lead us right into the show. Oh, yeah. Thank you, people that have subscribed and and reviewed. Continue reviewing. I don't know if you can review multiple times. I guess continue getting other people to review. Yeah. Yeah. Yell at people. Maybe go to a when the club is safe. You can be dancing with someone and be like, hey, you know what else is fun like a club? Listening to Jalen and Tommy talk about Ned Classified. (laughs) Oh, wait. Who's your character of the week? Oh, thank you. Glad you got there. So there's two standouts in my opinion, and I hope you go with the other one because I'm going to feel bad if if the other one doesn't get it. But I got to go with Backpack Kid. He got denied by Claire Sawyer. He bounced back. He then is breaking the ice as a dance. He's then giving hot dogs out. Maybe he's doing a business. Maybe he isn't. But Backpack Kid is my pick of the week. Yes. Backpack Kid was going to be my pick of the week. But in lieu of Backpack Kid being taken... So there's a couple, I think, good side characters in this episode. Our main characters are really just kind of being irresponsible. But I do want to give Lisa some love for her just like continued willingness to put herself out there as a middle school girl. Like that is not easy to even one, go up to a boy and ask him to dance instead of waiting for him to ask you to dance. And then when she gets rejected, it's still just like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to have a good time and live my life. So respect for Lisa. Yes. That was my other pick. Lisa, uh, she just lived in her truth and she didn't let anyone put her down. I, I love Lisa's confidence in this. Some other honorable mentions that I was leaning towards is like you said, the side characters were great. I almost was thinking maybe Mo's just for like her all-star performance in the second half, but her first half was just so rough. First half uh, was bad. Claire I considered Sawyer. this. A, mm-hmm, Claire, we love her. Um, I thought about the Siberian Husky. <laughs> what about Martika? <laughs> you know, Martika's gorgeous, but I, I don't think she deserves character of the week. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. She's not even on the honorable mention. Sorry, Martika. We just need to mention you one more time for that. (laughs) That supermodel boost that we're going to get from mentioning Martika. It's how we get our fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad we could give some shout outs to Lisa and Backpack Kid. Great job this week, guys. Proud of y'all. Yep. And that will take us into next week. Excited to see where we go next. Yeah. Sick days and spelling bees. I think I did a spelling bee once. I definitely had some sick days with my <laughs> substitute drama. I definitely took some sick days. And little Tommy Tommy was hurting. Oh, so bad. Oh, I got to go to the nurse laying that. You didn't even have a nurse to take a sick day, though. <laughs> no. So we'll get into all that. But hey, guys, remember, together we can survive the world. <laughs>